Yo, it's Iron Man Network, man. Controlling the narrative. It's the God Manolo Rose. You already know what it is. Appreciate it. Oh, run, Ricky, run. Yeah. Right? Now, you mentioned Ricky. The narrative show. How you doing? How you doing? It's Javon Cree, Selena Hill. Obviously, we have amazing guests. Thank you, thank you, thank you for she even showing up, Prince Donnell and Dayton Chanel. Hello. How you doing today? Hey. Hey. You. I, I promise it. we didn't do the rhyming thing. Yeah. At all. <laughs> I figured that was like, yo, maybe we could get a, yeah. a rap or That's anything. You know? <laughs> so what's going on? How's everything? How was your your trip here? First of all, well, we back and forth to New York all the time. Two yeah. hour drive. I'm okay. from Philly, so so you know, he's no. from Philly. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> he's from Philly. I'm, I'm from Philly. If the she, beard doesn't she's from Delaware, no, you know, oh, you're from Delaware. Originally. But she reps Philly now because oh. she's with me. So and really quick, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> if you're allowed to rep a hood, ready? Right now, you know, it's interesting. We just had this debate, and he was like, "Oh, yo, you act like you're from Philly." I said, "Well, if I'm coming in, buying property, revitalizing the community." And offering people jobs and cleaning this place up, I'm allowed to rep Philly. You and are this right. This place That's has been fact. absolutely I, I amazing to me. I love it. I love the city, and it's so. Ama- I just love Philly so much, and I'm so grateful for all the opportunity that's posed for us and what we're doing there. Um, we just closed on our second building okay. for um, Jumping Jack Tax. It's a multi-commercial um, property, and so our main concern is one, making sure that we provide um, housing for our team. Right, and then um, just start opening our first when? two uh, jumping jack tax offices for, for this upcoming season. Five hundred partners, though. though. Five hundred partners in first year of jumping yep. jack taxes. Yeah, man, Ten months for real? Ten like, months, okay, yes. wait, wait. All right, and so let now, me just hype up my husband real that's quick. Okay, serious. <laughs> moving yeah. around, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I just want to get ahead and we, just we, find we out. We hustling. Yeah, okay. We hustling out here. I, I, I tell you this. Let me put it this way. I would say, for the first six months. I probably, not probably, I did sell 250 to 300 of them by myself. Mm. So that's yeah. hardcore sales. Like hardcore that. sales. I closed every single deal from $2,000, dollars $5,000, all 300 partners. <laughs> wow. On the phones from 8 a.m. in the morning up until 9, 10 p.m. My wife sometimes would have to tell me, mm. yo, you got to get off the phone because I'd be sleeping like this. while yeah. I'm like, See, I thought I was the only one because you know I have saying? a fiance that acts <laughs> like that. She's like, get off. And then I ended up getting some amazing people around me, executive partners, shout out to Angela, Mignon, and Keith. They came on the team because you can't do it by yourself. It requires a team. Then they came on and they helped to expand it to 500. But yeah, that first initial period, I laid the foundation, 300 partners strong. Can we Every just single like, deal closed. Yeah, right? Like, can, we just, can we just scale it back? So Jumping Jack, Jack Tax, taxes, is it a franchise? Or what, what so is there's it? a difference between okay. the two. There's there's one thing called franchising and another thing called licensing, right? Yeah, okay. break it franchising, down. you have to be with the Franchise Association and uh, the, I believe it's called the Fair Trade, Trade Commission. Commission. They they govern that, that entire space of franchising. Essentially, if you're also under franchising, that means you have to follow specific rules. Guidelines. And you, like, literally down to pricing and stuff like that. Everything is very, very structured. There is no room for someone to do anything on their own. Correct. So, franchising is real tight. So, instead, we went into licensing, which any entrepreneur can go into licensing, by the way. 
you can create your own licensing contract and you have a brand, Jumping Jack Tax okay. or whatever it may be. You can now license that name out to other people to generate revenue. For example, you've seen it all the time. Let's talk about George Lucas. Y'all know who that of is? Of course we know Star who George Wars. Lucas is. Well, of I course, when he created the, the movie, <laughs> like all the characters for Star Wars, he pitched it to a whole bunch of production companies. All of them said no. Uh, 20th Century Fox came around and said, hey, we'll do the movie for you. Right. And he negotiated a deal where he, and he kept all of his IP and intellectual properties and his name and the characters. And in exchange, they he gave up his director's rights. Mm -hmm. So by him keeping the name, they didn't think that Star Wars was going to be successful. But it turns out they were wrong. Next thing George you know, Lucas since he owned plans. the IP, he <laughs> sold it to Disney for, for, I believe, $4 billion. Mm -hmm. And now guess what Disney has done? They made... 50 like 50 billion dollars off of the Star Wars brand by licensing it out. By the way, Disney is the largest licensing company in the world. They made 50 billion dollars last year with or without you even going to Disneyland or anything. They made 50 billion off the rip. So anybody can go into licensing. All it is is about putting equity into your brand like how we did with Jumping Jack Tax. We license it out. You put a contract together, people sign it. And bingo. So, All right, so for example, you could use it for control the narrative. Imagine okay. if you had a control the narrative at every single uh, black college. You know what I mean? A historically black yeah, college. At the Rutgers University of Delaware State. That's exactly. what my alma mater is. And essentially they could go ahead and license out the brand and you could make money off of that. Right, so school could. Let me bring this back because this is a whole lot of yeah. information in a yeah. short period of time. How did this union even happen? Jumping Jack Taxes and... Sprinkle of Jesus, because I, I I literally in awe of Sprinkle of Jesus. Because first of all, I was supposed to have one of the first one of the first commercials, which is I dropped the ball. Oh my gosh! Bucks. Really? I should have got Aww. the commercial because I was in the first stages of my yeah. business. So I was like, should I take this opportunity? I barely have the money to build. People don't know who I am. What am I gonna do with a commercial? And this is years back, so I'm just giving you a little history how wow. far so this crazy. was. Crazy. So how did this thing? Because you know. I want to just know how did this come about? Like, the you know, entrepreneurship is, first of all, is a hard thing to do, but it's also like revolutionary when it comes to generational wealth. When you want to build your business and build your family, tell me a little bit about that because you're a union. Well, I'll just start by saying shout out to my wife. Mm. She's the goat of this entire plan. <laughs> you know, the behind That's the scenes. The, this the, is the what key. I'm talking about. We don't give women a lot of acknowledgement for their gifts and talents, right? So shout out to my wife, the GOAT. It started off with Sprinkle of Jesus. A lot of people don't know I was working for her for, I want to say, a year and a half, two years before Jumping Jack Tax got started because Sprinkle of Jesus was the platform, had over 8 million people downloading <sighs> on the app. Let's even talk about that. Forget Jumping Jack Tax for a second. Eight million people downloaded on a mobile That's application. That's a lot of She's people. She's one of the first people I've ever seen that even had a mobile app on social media before the Kardashians and all of them. Right. Right? I, I Look it up, the history. So it started with that. I'm working for her, building a brand. Then she starts an app company that has now over 3,000 apps that were put in the app stores. I was a part of the process of helping to build the apps. But before that, she had put already like three, 400 apps in the stores by herself. I came along. Helped to put all the apps in. She was teaching me a whole lot about business, leadership, being a CEO. Of course, and my father-in-law as well, because he he's extreme. That's another, he come here, it's a whole different situation. situation. Right. But then Shout from there, <laughs> that's how Jumping Jack Tax got its platform and how I was able to start off with a solid foundation, start off with, with money necessary and a platform to be able to, to grow. So shout out to that. You know, um, any dude that got a woman in a in, in his life that's strong courageous bold she thinking the right way mm -hmm. yeah 
make sure she she's the she's the foundation of your team. That changes the game for a lot of things, and that's why I would say I, I'm I'm on a different level than a lot of different men. Oh, right. Because you are. I got I got I got a I got a secret weapon. You know. And right. you guys talk about that so much on all of your platforms. You talk about the unity of marriage and how it's helped you guys business wise. You talk about your businesses so much and entrepreneurship. Um, I do want to just scale it back to entrepreneurship because what you guys are doing is amazing. You know, I've been a fan of Sprinkle of Jesus for years now, as well as Dana Chanel and. One thing I've always asked myself or wanted to know is how you guys funding each business. Like, I know you're an investor and you, um, you know, invest in other businesses, uh -huh. but have you guys ever sought out venture capital or got a VC loan? Firms. Like, in the Damn, early bro. days, yeah, how, how did you ever we fund these We were just talking about this. VC firms. Like, that's why I'm smiling right now. We just had a we conversation in our bedroom about, about this. this. That's crazy. And um, from the beginning, uh, I would say we had a family plan. We knew... Yeah, and I'm going to dive deep. Ready? We had a family plan. Oh, right. And so I remember it was just me and my dad in the beginning, and we sat down and we had a conversation about, all right, Sprinkle of Jesus is popular now, but it's based off of young people, young people's ideas of what's cool changes. Right. So what the heck are we going to do to sustain a lifestyle? Mm -hmm. And so what we said to ourselves, we mapped out the next five years of all need-based businesses that our community needs and so we built up Sprinkle of Jesus to essentially be our in-house wow. marketing source. Because remember, the thing is, it's not that we're not talented. It's not that we're not gifted. It's not that we don't have extraordinary ideas. The problem is, is we don't have the upfront capital to kind of advertise and promote our businesses. Right. So we built up Sprinkle of Jesus to be our end-all, be-all resource. So that was the So hope. what do I need a venture capitalist for if I have access to 10 million people right. to tell them what I want, when I want to, and and sell what I want. And so essentially over those course of five years, the reason why Jumping Jack Tax has been so successful is because Jumping Jack Tax was built five years ago, just no one knew about it yet. Wow. Why? Because we were building up Sprinkle of Jesus so we could, on the Sprinkle of Jesus app, when you own your own platform, guess what you could do? You can send out a little push notification that says, get your taxes done by this Christian-owned company, and that's the difference between scrounging and scraping mm -hmm. the, the streets for money. Mm -hmm. And now we are literally, literally fishing in a pool of of, of, of people ready to spend money with us. Mm -hmm. And so we literally built every single one of our businesses from credit repair with credit exterminators, Curl Bible with the beauty supply store, um, Jumping Jack Tax, Alakazam apps. We literally advertised all of our business on the Sprinkle of Jesus app which was the major difference between having a one customer on day one, with even with credit exterminators. Literally, we sent out a, a push notification that said Christians need good credit too. Mm -hmm. Get your credit fixed today. Right. Literally, she had she didn't need advertisement for six months because her phone lines were so jammed up. Right. But you wouldn't have been able to do that if you're sitting here. Had you not well, had you that, not that, that platform. And then the platform how, how to how do so. When Sprinkle of Jesus first came about, yeah. I mean, I know it was an app. Did you need a lot of funding in order to really get that off the ground? Right. Or just the people. Just this is what I needed. The people listening can't hear. But a lot of the time, we're watching on Instagram what success looks like when people don't really see the beginning, when it's just you in your room with that thing that you have access to, a call the laptop, and that thing in your hands that literally give you advertisement resources to every single person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I didn't need a lot of money. I created my app for free on a website. Wow. So, oh, yes. No, you so, created so Sprinkle I Jesus, created Sprinkle on the which is the Jesus. most That's successful the Christian app in the in world. The world. Wow. For free for on free. a website. That's whoa. And okay. all I needed. So was so me. so okay. So Question fast answered. fast forward. 
right? You guys are on a tour, right? Yeah. So I literally we're actually doing two tours at one time right now. <laughs> so it's the curse yeah. of poverty tour, right? So so, so so my question is, we already feeling like you know as a people generational uh, curse of feeling like we're in poverty, but I know the statistics that we are the fastest spenders. We spend the most money in our community. How and on this tour, what are you teaching exactly to break the curse? We're teaching that forget your passion for a second. And most of the time, especially as minorities, our passions are 100% skewed by what we're seeing on TV and in media. You mm. don't know that the poppy store literally is clearing half a million dollars, no problem. That the laundromat is literally clearing 250 grand, no problem in quarters. The thing is we need to, in controlling the narrative, is letting our our younger individuals, millennials, know that you don't have to be popular to be profitable. Mm. And that's the number one thing that Ooh. we're teaching at this workshop is that you have to remember, like, dude, I know artists who are broke right now. You know what I mean? Let's not even get it twisted. Like, but, employees. but my thing is, is look at what your community needs. Mm-hmm. I mm. encourage every single person, literally get in the car or take a walk, maybe four or five blocks in New York City, and literally write down every single single business that you've seen for years. Because obviously they make enough money to pay rent, right, right. all year round. They and do. we know New York ain't cheap. Look at all the businesses. Guess what you're going to be seeing? The title and loan places. You're going to be seeing the H&R blocks. You're going to be seeing all these businesses, the laundromats, the cleaning companies, all this kind of stuff. And just I would challenge I would really, really, really challenge. Start opening businesses that are need based. Mm-hmm. Taxes aren't cool. Listen, I'm running from taxes. Yo, <laughs> we are. Are we all? Point, like, okay? yeah, that's <laughs> I'm just being but real. We realize yeah. that mm-hmm. not only was it super, super profitable, but guess what? Raise your hand in this room if you've done your taxes every single year. Now, ready for this? Raise your hand if I told you I just dropped an album, you're willing to buy it from me, and you don't even know who I am. Exactly. I'm no one raised their <laughs> hand. So my question is, let's go into for sure shop businesses okay, to support okay, our families was, and put food on the table. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't have to like me to get your taxes done with me. Yeah. I just have to be resourceful. And That's as long as we start real. teaching each other in minorities, listen, the Asians, the um, the uh, Middle Eastern, the they all know. They Listen, let me, this, this is how deep it is. Ready? They have a blueprint. They literally will sit there, and as soon as they come over, they have a fund, right? Mm -hmm. They have a fund where, hey, we're going to give you this amount of money. You're going to go ahead. We're going to get the family to go ahead and work in your store for cheap labor. We're going to go ahead, set you up. We know exactly what community you need to go into because we know where they spend money. (laughs) We know exactly. You don't need any marketing. When's the last time you saw a beauty supply store have a billboard? Exactly. The the Chinese store. You don't. It doesn't exist. So we have to 100%. Um, at this tour, we teach need-based businesses and like actually like kind of building your business from back to front. First, let's instead of like just going for a business and hoping it's going to work, let's work the plan. Yeah. Let's say you want to make $100,000 a year. Let's divide that by 12. What is that? You know what I mean? Usually to make $100,000 a year, what? How much a day? You make about 8000 a month. Probably run about 500 a day, somewhere between five $600 a day. And you can absolutely, I promise, whatever job you're working at right now, oh my gosh, what you know how to do and what you are being exposed to every single day in your role or your position at that company, right. you are more than capable of making $500 a day That's for real. yourself. But my thing is, stop going for these fad dreams. Stop going for these, these. oh, I want to be an artist. I need to be a basketball player. I don't work on odds. I work on the odds of the people. And what does everybody have to do every single day 
And how can I insert myself into that economy chain to get paid? Okay. And so for me, I'm just like 100% yeah. encouraging families to really think of a family plan of like how is it they can support one another. I, I think, you know, the need-based business is something that's not sexy, something that's not appealing, but I'm so happy that that's the message and the narrative that you guys are pushing because it only makes sense. I do have a question because I see a lot of business, a lot of business people heading towards the cannabis industry. Right. Uh, the green rush is here as upon us. Are you guys thinking about it or are you staying in <laughs> lanes that you already have established success in? Once again, serious question. up and down. Really? Oh, Up in, like I would it? never go into the business. Okay. I, I just why is that? Just because it's not for me. I don't really have to explain why it's not. It's just not for me. It's, yeah. it's not necessary. But um, I would I would say this isn't new. This rush is the same thing that happened back in the eighties. Right. <laughs> like it's no. It's nothing new. The reason why converses are new at, at the time. What's going to happen is they're going to open businesses. They're going to regulate it. Boom. Bop, whatever. Doesn't really matter to me. But once again. I don't like going into businesses where if you don't follow the rules completely, you're going to be shut down immediately. Mm. I just want you to know that there are going to be so regulated, there are going to be so many rules that if you're not doing correctly and you don't have the upfront capital, mind you, in cities, good luck trying to find it. Because as of right now, law is saying, I've done my research, actually. Um, not only to prove it, but it has to be a certain footage or mileage away from schools and hospitals and all this kind of stuff, which means that they're going to be nowhere to be found in the, in the cities. You're going to have to go out, out, because they can't be next to churches or schools and stuff like that. But um, for me... I 100% like to stay in things that are needed. Once again, that is a want-based business. I have to want to smoke marijuana. I have to have to be sick. I have to want to do that. We're more interested in servicing communities that you don't have to want us. The government makes you come to us at, uh, by all means. So my question is, because our communities are like really, uh, that's the that's that's the portal in our communities, um, drugs, alcohol. Um, this is the portal where all of the sports and the entertainment and all of the things that s social media and TV has offered the black communities. That's what they offer us. So what is your your change going to be? That, that What is your your rift in the current right now? Is, what's the change? Is What's going to happen to yeah. our kids and our I love that what's, question. What's the change? Because I think what happens is we're so focused on changing the community. I'm going to be honest, looking at the community, you could be very, very discouraged, feeling like you can sit there, plan a free event. You have classes at the Boys and Girls Club. No one shows up. Exactly. You can look at the community and be very discouraged. Right. But we're what we're doing is we're fighting for the family, because if we fight the family inside of the community, then the community will change itself. So what we've done with Jumping Jack Tax was made sure that we gave these minority families a way to make money during tax season when it is inevitable, where everyone needs to get their taxes done. And that is why we have 500 partners, because they understand we're not trying to run from the community anymore. Right. If it, it's it, it, What makes it the hood? What makes it the bad community? Right. What, the people in it? The, the, the lack of discipline? The drugs? No, if it was put there, that means we can take it out as well. But we have to repeal and replace and I'm not really big on talking politics, but I know I'm talking money. Right. We just need to repeal. Economics. 
repeal what the family is teaching the family unit inside about money and how they how they distribute roles and oh my gosh we see that son is really good at social media he'll do the social media marketing and we see oh that mom used to be an accountant for this firm she's going to do the taxes and then mm. oh the dad he's really good with marketing and strategy let him do that but if we don't sit here and that's what we're trying to do so oh my gosh as we're trying to do at jumping jack tax to re like for families to rethink how they look at their kids and start looking for them as new employees and not sending them out to the world to get raised. And so we're not focused on changing the community. It's impossible. But what we can do is pour into these families and give them ways to make money so they're not scrounging in 50 million different places, divided, separated, um, fighting, arguing because of the lack of. And so we're changing the com community by changing the household in it, and they will go ahead and change the community. That job is way too big for any of us individually. So what is your ultimate goal in business. I know family, as you just spoke about, about is very, very strong. That's a strong initi initiative as a part of your mission. Mm -hmm. Do you have an ultimate goal? Is it to mm -hmm. change one billion families or something like that? Or? Right. I'll be honest with you, and it's something that I just heard the other day. I'm not in control of what happens to me in five years. That's God's right. plan. Okay. Uh, as cliche as that sounds, I'm only in control of what I'm doing right now. Right? As of right now, I've helped 500 families be able to That's start good. tax businesses. In this upcoming tax season, there are going to be many families that are going to be generating $100,000 or more in four months. <laughs> what happens in a year, what happens in two, three, four years, nothing to do with me, all to do with God. Now, as long as I continue to do my part and I remain loyal and faithful to the cause and remain selfless and not think of myself, only great things can happen from there. So... So I, mean, my I mean, everyone is, is, talks about vision boards and five-year plan, ten-year plan. Are you guys saying, I don't is that something I shouldn't or we should not be focused on? Right. Focused on it for what? Ready? We're so, sitting uh, here having women empowerment events about vision boards. Okay. But you can't even just fix the first vision of how to get out of your nine-to-five. <laughs> Forget a vision if you don't have an immediate plan for right now. And so we need to have right now parties. What can I do? How right can we now, team up? Fact. What is it that we can do right this second to make sure that we are no longer exchanging our time for dollars? Because every single person right now is working a nine to five that they have not yet been fired from, which means you're actually good at what you do. Mm. So your first order of vision is not five years from now, not 10 years from now, not that house. Let's f first figure out how can we pay our rent doing what we do by ourselves and not for a corporation. Mm. That's the okay. first thing of order of business. Then, and just the last point to that. Go ahead. The reason why the future feels so much better is because mm. I'm afraid of my present. Wow. Mm. That's the issue. Okay. I don't care about the future because I love where I'm at right now. <laughs> Do you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, so you asking me that question, <laughs> I don't even care about it because right now I'm, I ha I'm, I'm suffering from so much momentum. That <laughs> suffering from momentum. momentum. That okay, I can't, I've never I, heard I that. So that. I can't even think about five years. I, I don't <laughs> want to right, right, right now. My question was, happy. okay, as, as, so now you're enjoying what you do. Yeah. All right, so since you're enjoying what you do, how do you, do you feel overwhelmed at times? And how do you decompress from this, you know, where you from are right now? From everything. See, because it's a lot. So Because I know in my, like, in my mind, I realize that the, all what I'm in right now, this is a vision, right? But at times, even getting here was overwhelming because I'm like, I have to depend on the whole entire team to come here and be ready to, for this vision. And I was like, you know what? I just gotta let God do what he's doing. But how do you, how do you decompress from all of these moments when you know I have to, I have to work with 500 
uh, people that I have contracts with, how many th- that demand I'm, I'm gonna tell you is something. overwhelming. You like, know what's so funny? I'd rather have a great problem than no problem. <clears throat> There's a lot of people in entrepreneurship as of right now who are trying to figure out how to get invoices, wow. how to get partners, how to even get their phones to ring. And they just wish they had this problem. Right. So for me, when I look at the blessing that I have, I don't look at it as overwhelming. I look at it as an over amount of massive production that comes with new problems. Whenever you're suffering from new problems, that means your business is doing well. Okay. Just understand that. Okay. If I have no problems are coming, that means the business is stale. It's stagnant right. because growth leads to problems and it, and it makes you have to move and so pivot into new directions. Right. So as long as I'm facing new problems and I'm always in a state of being overwhelmed, I know I'm doing something the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's now, great. And I would love to second that. The only reason it feels overwhelming is because you've never seen your parents do it before. Let me explain something. I remember sitting one day... Um, And my little sister, she probably was like six years old at this time. The phone starts ringing off the hook because one of the Uncle Magic commercials had just played on VH1. So, of course, the phone lines are going psycho crazy. She picks up the phone and she didn't get overwhelmed because the phone was going crazy. She didn't get overwhelmed because people were calling like crazy. Hi, Uncle Magic. How can I help you? And it's like, yeah, I just saw your your commercial on TV. Okay, would you like a clown or would you like Uncle Magic? Would you like a bouncing castle? Would you like popcorn machine? We normalize the process when we've seen it before. This would not be overwhelming to you if this was passed down to you and you just had to innovate it. And so I just encourage and I tell everybody, oh, the luxury of CEO problems. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like a lot of the time, we think the process is overwhelming just because no one else is showing showing the process where they're frustrated. They don't know what's going on with their website. They don't know how to do graphics. They don't know how to do, take, pick up the camera. They only show the end result, which is that picture on social media or us at YouTube, not realizing the reason that Don and I are here today is because we know how to do everything. And when you have no one on your team and when it's just you, you have to learn how to do everything and if you call that overwhelming yeah. but we're willing to go to to, to to a college spend money on education and then not use the degree that was overwhelming that do you was. get what i'm saying and so i just right. encourage like none of this is overwhelming for us because i feel like it's just one of those things where it's like when you get older and you finally like grow out of your shoes it's time to get a new one mm-hmm. right. you're not going to keep wearing small shoes it's either as you as an entrepreneur are you going to either invest in yourself right to buy a new pair of shoes or to educate yourself on, wh- on on where is it that you're headed and where you're going and what is it do i need in this next level of my life to adjust the business and how it's growing but i, I even <sighs> teachable at the last bar <laughs> you're never overwhelmed when you're receiving a check for your production that's, that's good. true who when the last time somebody been overwhelmed because they made a hundred thousand in a week Nah. Please I'll, keep I'll overwhelming me with that check, please. <laughs> right. What do I got to do? I, 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 don't, I don't believe in the word over, overwhelmed. You know, to me, it's a matter of, and, and here's the thing. A lot of people, like I said, are also overwhelmed because, again, 
to them it may look that way, but really they're not producing enough action to make no money. Right. Yeah. So so that's 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 the real frustration. That's okay. the the real frustration is a lack of money because if I was to really look at their results and what they're actually doing, it's not adding up. You know, like even with Jumping Jack Tax, one of the biggest things I did, I created like this wor- this CEO worksheet. Right. And I, I took me like two hours to do. And on that CEO worksheet, I told all the partners to break down everything that they're doing on social media as far as how many people are you commenting? How many people are you sending direct messages to? How, ma- how many people are you outreaching to? How many phone calls are you actually making every single day? Do you know that if you were to, m- if you were to make 50 calls a day, that's about 350 calls a week, 1,400 calls a month, yeah. you're telling me that there's no way you wouldn't see any income if you made 1,400 phone calls a month that you couldn't close at least 20 deals? Mm. Oh, yeah. The you, numbers you, just don't make sense. Don't make so sense. if you're making zero dollars and you're saying you're overwhelmed, let's really look at your smaller actions. And if you really are, are pump faking saying that you're working mm-hmm. or you're really just sitting on the couch. Just Absolutely. doing nothing. Because yeah. there's a lot and, of us, though. Really and, you know, and I'm glad that you brought that up because discipline has been one of the underlying themes that you two definitely been talking talk about. about. I mean, I remember at one point you guys were doing a 5 a.m. prayer just to start off the day on the right foot and then get to work. And at one point, I think you guys were working at like 5, 6 a.m. You see you guys working talk about why discipline in your personal life is so important <laughs> to be listen we here in business <laughs> right. and share some of those discipline tactics for please the rest let of us, us know so please, look right it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inside joke when you. people use the word discipline now my videographer is laughing van is laughing right now because we don't use the word discipline anymore what do you use all right so i gotta tell you a quick story when you're and uh please said it <laughs> When your life begins to change and you're constantly going to be, whether it's motherhood or whether it's fatherhood or whether it's um, getting new employees, your life is constantly changing. So in no shape or form, in the midst of constant change, are you ever going to be disciplined enough to be on 100 every single day? um, It's hard. It's absolutely impossible. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Last week, we were on a seven-day tour. We were driving to Atlanta, then we drove back to New York, and then Richmond, Virginia, D.C., Baltimore, back home to Philly. As we're driving down to Atlanta, Dana sends a direct message to a man named Jesse Itzler. Do y'all know who that is? It sounds familiar. So but he is the founder of Marquee Jets, uh, Sarah Blakely's Zico husband. Water, Sarah Blakely's okay, husband. I know Sarah, that. Sarah, yeah, Sarah Blakely's husband. They're uh, a billionaire, billionaire, billionaire and, co- and co-owners of uh, Atlanta Hawks. They own a basketball I, I, team, I, right? No, do that. We're heading down to Atlanta. She sends a direct message to the guy and says, hey, I would love to shoot content with you while I'm here in Atlanta. She didn't expect for this dude to respond back. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning. I, I like to drive in the middle of the night, so I'm driving. Next thing you know, she starts screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm about to... You. <laughs> hit, hit hit a truck that's next to me. I'm like, yo, why did you scream like that in the back? <laughs> She's like, because Jesse Isler just reached out and said that he wants to shoot content with me. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. That so is we crazy. get down there on Tuesday. We, we do what we got to do. We leave Wednesday evening. So his, pub, his PR person drops the location that afternoon and say, all you got is 15 minutes with this guy, a billionaire. All you got is 15 minutes. He drops the address. We hop in the car. We drive over. Next thing you know, we pull up to the guy's house. Uh, we at Sarah Blakely and, and Jesse is his home right now. Mansion, beautiful. Right. Right? He comes running up. 
because he just got done running like five miles. The guys run like 36,000 miles over 25 years. It's like four miles a day. Psycho crazy. Like crazy. So he walks us through his crib, do a whole MTV crib vibe. The the place is crazy. (laughs) Then we go into the basement. It's a basement inside of the basement. So, like, you got one part of the basement, then it's another part below that. So we sit down with this dude. Stupid. Yeah. T- different type money. <laughs> we sit, so we sit down with this dude, and I, I promise you, I'm glad you asked this question because I asked him. I said, Jesse, how do you remain so disciplined to where your health is at an all-time high at the age of 51 years old? You sold multi-million dollar companies to Coca-Cola, to Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, cool. Not only that, but you have a boss wife that owns a billion dollar company mm-hmm. as well. And y'all got four kids. How the heck you doing yeah. all of this at once? How do you remain so disciplined, Jesse? You ready for what he said? What he said? He looked me in the eyes and said, Don, don't ever use the word discipline ever again in your life. That's a disrespect because it's about a lifestyle. And he said, let me break it down for you. When you're going through a place in your life where you're just down and out, you don't feel good, you're sick, do you stop taking a shower and brushing your teeth? No. I said, nah. He said, why? I said, because it's just something I do. He said, oh, correct that. It's a lifestyle. Do you ever stop eating? I said, no. He said, why? Because it's a lifestyle. He said, the reason why I go so hard at what I do and why I've been so successful is because entrepreneurship Family and health is my lifestyle. So no matter what place I'm in in life, Mm. those habits that I've created for success are now a part of my lifestyle. It's like ingrained inside of my head for me to do no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. Just Mm. think about it. His body probably doesn't even feel normal. (laughs) That's a whole bar. He ran like 100 miles and his body probably doesn't even feel normal if it doesn't get up yep. and get active. Absolutely. And so my thing lifestyle. is, when you when you think about your business, when you think about how much love you give to your family, when you think about respect, when you think about how you treat people, is it actually a part of your lifestyle? Or do you have to say to yourself before you walk into a space, I'm here to meet people. Let me put on my face. Let me be nice. Let me, Or is it a part of your lifestyle? And we're here because entrepreneurship is a part of our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Us waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning, we've done it for five years i've done it since me and my dad started a business i've been up that early every single day of my life since then why because it's a part of my lifestyle i don't have to be disciplined to do something that's normal to me right mm. and here's here's what's that's deeper real. and i ask every that's entrepreneur real. i look entrepreneurs in the eyes and i say how much money did you make today and the entrepreneur will say well i didn't make any money today i'm still working on my website well i can already tell that it's not a lifestyle. Yeah. Because regardless of if you had any type of product or service or your website was up or your Instagram pages were active or your Gmail account, whatever other excuse that you want to make up in your mind as to why the business isn't running, an entrepreneur makes money from everything. To the point where I mess around and get this pen and I figure out how to get it sold. Because entrepreneurship is my lifestyle. So much so that I would tell you, hey, could you uh could you sign could you sign your name right there for me? Could you sign your name on there for me? Of course. I got he had one right there. there. But listen, I didn't know it was there. But if it wasn't, I would have removed all of the pins and I would have sold this back to him. Because this right. is my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I would have sold it to him and he needed it yeah. because he needs me. Do you is that is this, is this really your lifestyle? Mm. Because if not, go back to you, go back to what you're doing. You know, so, go back to your job. So how my my question is because now like I realize as 
a culture, entrepreneurship. I'm I'm living this lifestyle, and I I I put this pose this question. I realize that I'm spending more money than the return is coming in. How do we make that transition in knowing that I'm receiving more money than spending as an entrepreneur? That's a question that I have because I know that every time we wake up in the morning as an entrepreneur, you're going to spend money regardless. But the overhead seems to be higher. So I want to be able to fix that in my lifestyle. Your eyes lit up when he asked. I'm just that. saying because you know like, that, because that's that's, real. that's a real that's question real. for someone that is 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 knowing that okay, I know I'm going to spend money, I know I am, but now I'm I'm, I'm looking for um, some of that recoup. You know, it's more of a recycle. I, I would say you know to have a recycle, uh, the same money that I'm having and maybe double it, maybe even triple it. You know, I'm having fun with it, but it can be better. How 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 would you? Um, well, I. Help an entrepreneur. Let me just ask this, and I'll use this scenario here of us talking. How much money have you invested so far this year in your business? 60 grand. 60 grand. Mm -hmm. And on what? What did you spend money on? Um, uh, Location, one. Two, um, making sure all of uh, my copyrights and all my paperwork was together. Um, Three, making sure um, at least the, the vehicles and everything that I, I now have is under my name, and then um, uh, I'll take that away, making sure I'm, I have a fiance now, so I'll be getting married, so I had to adjust a few things. But that's how I spent the money, in traveling and making sure the location, making sure um, my brand was in other states. Um, so that's why I know that, that I, I spent a little bit more. than I'm, I'm gonna. The return might be soon, but I just know that that's exactly what I spent the money on. You know, So explain to me how I can get that recoup, you know? Well, here's the thing. What I've learned was when it comes to generating revenue, mm-hmm. again, I have to produce some type of need, right? Number one, I got to produce community. And then secondly, I got to produce need, right? We already have community because social media has pretty much built it for us. We just got to do the work to do the outreach. Okay. And then I got to supply a need. I'll tell you what I did, right? Just recently, uh, just recently, I think I spent about twenty to thirty thousand uh, dollars, because of course we just started jumping jack tax, right? Right. Tax business. Now, of course, the first thing that I'm asking myself is now, how can I generate revenue beyond the tax industry? Because I'm I'm always investing money. By the way, I think we probably invested about half a million dollars just with jumping jack tax by itself so far this year, about half a million, right? Because I can never. I, I'm just a part of my lifestyle is spending money now. Right. It's just it it doesn't feel good sitting inside of my account, considering the fact that the bank is only giving me zero point zero one percent anyway. So they they flipping my money regardless. So I'm investing it out. One of the first things that I did was I went and bought my own bookkeeping software. Start to finish, told the developers to build it all the way out. And the reason why was because I said, okay, I've built a community. Right. What is it that my community needs? Right. Because they already they already come to Jumpin' Jack Tax and they licensed out the brand and they want to obviously be it. They want to do taxes. Right. What else do they need? They were already going to go somewhere else to go to go use another bookkeeping software to get it done. So instead, I wouldn't spend the money to build the bookkeeping system. And now with building that, let's just do the math here. Uh, if you could pull out your calculator for me, I'll show you. I got it. Let's do the math. Um, if we got 500 partners right now and with the bookkeeping system that we built. 
Uh, we're going to be charging all of our partners $250 a month subscription to be able to use the bookkeeping software. They can generate as much revenue as they want. Okay. What's 500 You multiply that by $250. 125000 multiply that by 12 So off of a $30,000 investment, it's going to return $1.5 million in one year off of the same partners that are part of Jumping Jack Tax because I gave them something they were already going to utilize. So for you, my point is, are you giving people an opportunity or are you generating revenue off of a passion or off a product? Mm -hmm. That is the difference. Me, I don't want to be the best I don't want to be the best store in the mall. I want to be the mall where all the best stores want to be. So in a sense, what that what that means is you look at every store, right? You go to the mall. You've seen stores close down on a daily basis. Right. All the time. All the they time. They run out of cash flow because they're just not produ they're not selling enough product. So what happens is the store closes down. But how many times have you really ever seen a mall get shut down? You don't, we don't really you don't see because don't the mall stays exactly where it is because it's provided an opportunity for people to grow. So in a sense, now with your brand, you got to start, you got to start investing revenue money into providing people an opportunity to make money off of you. Me, the reason why my investments work is because by me making that $30,000 investment, although we're making $1.5 million, there's going to be over 500 partners that have made 150 to $200,000 in a year off of me. Or collectively, they're gonna. I made a million, but collectively, they made fifty million dollars off of me. Or I think because you that value. That's that's the value because that's. See, the thing is, I think on my end is that I didn't know exactly what my value was because I, you know, the thing is that I didn't place a value on the system. So I think that yeah. I just was continuously running through the same cycle every single time. But just well, look, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you free business consultation right now. People okay. pay me thousands to sit in front of me and do this. I'm just going to give it to you for free right now okay? because it looks like you really, really want it. Ready? I, I, number one, stop looking to make money and just look to be a conduit of money. As long as money's thro flowing through you, that means it'll continue to do exactly what it's called, currency. It'll continue to move in a current. That's number one, right? So let's think about that. Number one, be a conduit of money, just like electricity. It needs right. to flow from the, the 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 wall to the light bulb, okay? Then back into the energy in the room. Now, when we say conduit of money, how can control the narrative be a conduit of money? You haven't stopped us once to promote anyone's business right now. Wait, You're okay, right. wait. You're right. You haven't stopped us once to promo advertising that you could have been paid for. This will probably be one of your best viewing videos Prop, what we just did, uh, the roommates podcast did that over yeah, thousands and thousands of views. This will be very, very valuable. People are paying for it. I'll right. tell you how much people are paying for it. The place that we're in, we're in YouTube. They want you to be here. Guess what? They're paying advertisement for you to just to be here, just for free. Like they're literally just paying for you to be here. So I would encourage one, let's think conduit, right? right. Two, a system. A lot of the time people say, oh, you need seven streams of income. You don't need seven streams of different income. You just need seven streams of income inside the business that you already have. Right. So my thing is, if you're sitting here, boom, you have somebody like Dana Chanel and Prince Donnell come in. We're always looking for promotion for what we're doing. The second that we leave, guess what you should have sent us? Email. An email. email. 
saying, I know this is going to do great for you guys. Would you guys like to pay for advertisement on our next couple episodes? Now you have a funnel of reoccurring revenue coming in because you have contracts with people like us who need advertisement because we can't afford billboards all the time. We can't afford TV commercials, but we are small businesses. So now you sat here and got the funnel in by just having someone on your podcast, which they're willing to do for free, but they end up leaving and paying you later because you've already remarketed and repurposed a different part of your business to them. And now they're paying you 250 500 600 a month on reoccurring revenue because now you are absolutely promoting their business in the very podcast that they know is real they've been here they support you they like you that's the number one thing they like you right because a lot of time we just don't spend <laughs> money with people because we don't like we, right. we don't know them that makes sense but just that alone would literally change the game you could literally create a funnel. You start advertising all these small businesses. Forget the big people like me and Don. There are people who own small sneaker stores. There are people who own restaurants they who are ads. looking for promotion right. like this. You could absolutely give them a call and say, yo, I want to put you on. We have this many listeners. Can you please come to the podcast? The second they leave, they better have a, a message in their email saying, you know what? We, would, we, we love what you're doing. We would love to ha make sure that you're um, advertiser on the, the future shows. Let's go ahead and put something together. I'll send an invoice to you. How much more likely are they willing to pay that invoice and get you paid after they've already met you and saw what you're doing here for the community? Man, that's 100 percent. That the, one was the markup free. will go up. And that's <laughs> that why, no, see, free. but this is why I brought them. To, that one see, was This free. is why I brought <laughs> them to the show because <laughs> right. first of all, this free is, no, the, no. First of all, no, it was it was a, it was a God thing. First of all, I was looking at your videos. I didn't even know. I was all right. So HBCU, the whole week thing was going on. Yeah. Um, Keanu was like, "Look, why don't you you go to Delaware? You went to Delaware State. Why you are not? Why are you not promoting?" And I'm like, "Look, I'm in this, I'm in this spin trying to put this show together." And she was like, "You should be out moving around. You have a media company. This is not making any sense. Yeah. Make your way down the highway." And I'm like, "Okay." Then the video afterwards. This is how this is how delayed people are because it happens. To, it yeah. happens. After the event, I'm seeing all the faces. And I'm like, I know I could have had cameras and everything could have been together. This meetup was divine intervention. So now I have the information. So I want to say we were slacking on some things. And it, I can admit that. The way that you know? I think about it is the worst someone can do is say no. And That's I'm still going to make it without them. Now they're either going to get on this train <laughs> and do it with me. Or it's going to get done without them. Right. And I feel like you have to have enough confidence in yourself where... I'm going to be 100% honest, guys, and anyone listening, you do not need a celebrity co-sign to build your business. All you need is a bunch of regular people like us who build up the celebrities. We are the freaking celebrities. Let right. me just take, let's just keep it a bean. The celebrities ain't nobody with their without their fans. We are the celebrities, and we, we finally get to choose and essentially honor tribute to who gets to become the celebrity. But don't get it twisted. These people out here need us. So if we know that and we understand the confidence that we have in ourselves, we would move in making a in starting a business so much differently because we have the streets we have we literally that's, have the community on our backs that's true and so i just encourage you like dude it's not even about understanding your value but just even if you get it wrong i rather you get your value wrong but you then know how to get money from my pocket into your pocket and you learn what to do with it but mm. so t so many times we're in this analysis paralysis that things have to be perfect. That's it. I, I have to do advertising. Or I have to do no. I've done. I've literally done apps for free in the beginning. Now it costs about five ten thousand dollars to get fifteen thousand dollars. But it's okay. But first, get used to asking people for money and being okay instead of getting that weird little feeling in your mm. stomach when you're and like, oh my gosh, should I, should I right. ask for this or should oh my gosh, should I should I charge or oh my gosh, I remember 
And I'm so grateful for my dad. And that's why it's so important to have like people who believe in you around you. Right. Can I tell you something? It's going to be so deep. I remember it was for a, um, it was for some women empowerment engagement thing in the beginning of my career. He got off the phone with them and he said, I just got you 10 grand to go speak at this women empowerment event. I've never spoken public before. That's what I'm talking about. That's the real. It's it's not about what other people see your value is. Half the time, they don't even know their value. Mm. But what is it that you're going to ask for? And the worst that they can say is, I don't have that. So then you know what? Mm. What do you have? And so I just encourage you. Like, don't make it a whole thing. It's not a God thing. It's not a, a, a discipline thing. It's a just... Be damn confident in yourself and, and just that. ask. And the most thing they're going to say is no. And then, you know, what you follow up with as an entrepreneur who has to pay their bills. OK, well, what do you have? I'm willing to work it out for you because I need your money right now. <laughs> I mean, you don't say that part. <laughs> and just keep it real, right? No, yeah. you just say, hey, like, no. OK, you don't have that. I'm willing to work it out with you. And that will be that person when you get on advertisement or contract for the next six months paying you just two hundred dollars a month. Mm. In entrepreneurship, you are always selling. Yeah, mm-hmm. always. Always. Listen to me. I, I'm, I'm selling right now. Do you feel me? I'm selling right now. Every time I say jumping jack tags, don't get it confused. I'm selling. Right. Right. So everything that I do is all about numbers, is all about how many people can I get towards my service? Can I get towards the brand? How much transfer of money can I get? That's business. Right. Right. We confuse it. We confuse entrepreneurship with passion and this feel good moment. And Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about all of that. How much how much production do you got going on? How much how how are you how well are you selling right now? Right. I think everybody should really go through some type of sales, whatever you do. Because if you don't get that locked down, which is sales, you're not making no money. Right. If you're afraid to talk to people and you're afraid to say, hey, let me have your money. Like it said, like like when people hear that, they're like, "Oh, that sounds too too rough and aggressive." Oh, wait, bro, just for a second, I'll even give you something else. I even give you something else. No, I even Yo, give you something else. Ready for wait. this? You have your money. I even give you something else. Ready? You even do a local series of promoting black businesses in the city, and guess what? You take your podcast to the restaurant. So and I you even, literally get the man, be dope. the liaison. Literally, right. you literally do it there. You try the food on set, everything, yeah. and that literally will be on your podcast. And you'll ask them questions on how they built their business in the city. This is and crazy. I, you know how much I would charge for that? One, I all expense paid. You have to pay for my transportation. That's two hundred and fifty right there, and then a thousand dollars on top of that, just right. to come to your business See, and promote it. All right, yep. So I'm gonna make sure yep. we have this because I have an amazing sure. platform, for Rutgers University. That's where my incubator started my media company and i have a uh, partnership with them and we have an amazing platform so we would love to have you guys back and like i said um i will have an olive branch let me know what we need to do to bring this thing or to the forefront and, and can you let the viewers know how yes. they can follow you, you and get access to the resources the insight and the knowledge that you share uh, well i would say uh, if we could just end it off on this yeah. um we're constantly fighting for our community to have the answers we're so quick to say is, oh, there's no black businesses. There's nobody that can, we can support. We can do this. Well, I'm letting you right now, if you are listening, there is a black-owned tax company. We are the Uber of tax. Our goal this tax season is to do 100,000 returns. We have the manpower to do so. But what we need is your assistance in making it happen. 
actually use us. We can't keep complaining about what we do and do not have in our communities if we're not willing to be part of the growth. So please, download the Jumping Jack Tax app. We literally are innovating. We're changing the game. But why is it that these stories aren't getting heard about? Why is no one talking about it? It's because we need you guys, the people listening, the people watching, to actually do your due diligence to support people where we're trying our very best to innovate and if we are the first people to do this we're the first people to even offer a licensing situation where we're changing families lives then use us guys if we're not useful we're useless we're literally up brainstorming masterminding how can we change the 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 household narrative how can we control this how can we change our communities and we're doing that by need-based businesses so actually support where it matters and let us do your taxes that's all we're asking for just let me do your freaking taxes yo people scared of that too like you you know know, i swear as a a person coming out of college i was just like yo first of all I ain't make no money. Number one, uh, number two, I don't even know besides my college I- information. Yeah, I didn't have a job. I was Brother, an athlete. We, yeah. we, we could have an entire. Yeah. We could have an entire session to. Talk We're going about, to have that uh, to talk about how uneducated those in our community are when mm-hmm. around finances and taxes. That's another day. Oh wait, baby, right. let me this, just finish. No, Hold on. Yeah, that's crazy. Download the Jumping Jack Tax app. You can Give actually. Me your money. You can. <laughs> yeah, this is a funny guy. Download man. the Jumping Jack Tax app, and you can absolutely on the app you can actually find a tax preparer, the closest one to you. Okay. So we are the concierge service of taxes. So at the end of the day, if you work a regular nine to five. There's no way that you're going to get to a tax preparation place on time. You're busy. You have crying kids. You're frustrated. You had a long day. We actually will come pick it up for you. We'll do whatever's convenient for you. We'll come uh, to your house. We'll make it happen. We'll do your 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 families, your husband, the wife, the cousin, the daughter. We will make it happen. And so we wanted to make sure that we innovated and became convenient for the average American who's working two jobs just to make it by. We we want we want to make it easy for you. So download the Jumping Jack Tax app, and we will go ahead and come to you. Perfect. Yo, so listen. Nice. First of all, thank you for coming to yes. control the narrative. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate you, sister. Thank you I so much. So much. We're gonna re- we're gonna have this again but definitely i love your advice selena i mean you have any any no, i mean they close it out they close I mean, it out they for us listen listen they they spoke listen they spoke very well you know, all the volumes all the information Absolutely. i definitely want to cue you. into your mind a little bit more on, on tweaking a few things but i just definitely appreciate you for coming to the show and um let's let's make this thing happen now listen, if I don't see that follow-up email, you oh, asking nah. me to put money in your pockets, we got a problem. Nah, I'm not helping you. See that. You're, You're not allowed to talk to Don if you don't do that. I'm just letting you know. All right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> the email should say, hey, what's up, Don? Thanks for being on the podcast. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yo, would that's you, it. Probably gonna, would you like to advertise gonna, on the next few, um, the next six episodes of control of the control the narrative right, and here's you. the budget here's what it's used to but i'm willing to work something out for you because i loved your story i love what you had to say and it's going to be actually 150 dollars for you usually it's 200 dollars each slot but i'm gonna do 153 for you because I, I support your business i see what is it that you're trying to do and i want to be a part of that so 150 i'm gonna go ahead and send you the invoices but uh, down below attached to the email let me know if you're ready. There it is. I got you. Yo, listen. There it is. You'll see this, man. There it is. You already, yo, this is controlling the narrative. This is real, man. I mean, listen, I can't. I have nothing else to say, but welcome and thank you for coming you. on the show. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Bye, guys. It. This is Control the Narrative. Man, we ain't even need no music. You see that? I'm yeah, just going to drop one. some bars. Oh, you me. right, DJ Faye. We didn't need you right now, bro. I'm telling you right now. This was dope. Oh, no. Appreciate that was, you. That was phenomenal. No, that was it was IME Network, man, controlling the narrative. It's the dog and all the roads. You already know what it is. Appreciate it. You know what it is. Oh, run, Ricky, run. Yeah. Right? Now, you mentioned Ricky.
consciousness is everything you dream in color and we have an amazing creative that's in the building and hopefully that's the, the right uh, you know word to, to do exactly what we're about to this formal introduction we have Kate Saladin in the building what's going on what's going on yeah. what's up, what's up everybody what's uh, good Anna, man Bars, how y'all doing again Cuddy. yeah good, my man. thank you for having me thank so, you for so, having me so let's get right to it man and and, and you know it's been it's been a, a little while since we've really seen each other. You know, we we, we brushed back and shoulders at the Nipsey Hustle event. Yeah, you know, I had to remind you exactly where we 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 met. Exactly, it kinda it'd like, be a blur, man. I'm it, sorry, and it, I'm sorry, bro. It'd, it'd be no a problem, blur. No problem. It's always good to be able to you know uh, have video content and be like, yo, we supposed to get up and do something. Definitely, you know, helping the community and do some inspirational things. And you went on such a journey, and I'm so inspired to be able to have you sit here, right here. And, same, same, and bro. See, I mean, and see the bears and and. It, like, tell me the vision, first of all, how you got to this first, this bear, the money uh, bear. The money bear from the beginning. From the beginning. All right. So, so just, it's a long story, bro. But um, I'm from Philly, King Saladin. Right. Um, grew up, grew up playing basketball. So, right. you know, art was always my thing, but I ain't really have no, no outlet. You know, I'm from, I'm from the hood hood. So it was like it would be dope if you did it but it ain't no really you can really take it unless you know you got parents that understand it and can exactly. put extra money that can put you into those avenues or whatever but um so that's just my background on me as a person you know what i mean playing ball you know a bunch of my homies dying like not the typical talk but it's like it's sad that it's kind of typical you what know what I mean? what goes on i'm from west philly but Ooh. then i moved then i moved to southwest philly so that was like a whole nother you know what i mean so moving to another part of the the hood yeah. as at like 11 at like 11 it's like different parts yeah yeah complete that's a different thing yeah so the money bear came about um me and a bunch of my homies or whatever used to always come down to my mom's basement where I used to do all my art. Right. So you wouldn't know I did art unless you really was my man and you came like to the crib and was like seeing everything everywhere. You know what right. I mean? So um, my man JP, uh, God rest his soul, he passed away in 2013. That's why I, I, um, I named the bear JP. JP the Money Bear. You know what I'm saying? This is my man who was like, you know, me personally, I was the boy who wasn't like trying to take a lot a lot of risk to get money you know what i'm saying yeah. I, I had a job you know what i'm saying i tried to like um get into real estate you know what i'm saying but he was the one that was like he'll risk it all for all his homies to be able to be like kind of doing what they do right. you know what i'm saying like everybody he ain't want nobody have a job you already got you was you always got one in the hood who do that too yeah, it's you know crazy the coolest, and they you know? go soon they go fast and yeah. that and that's that's real crazy you know what i mean but it was from cancer so that that was a whole nother oh, that's a whole nother that, hit, that hit me a whole nother type of way you know what i mean so that's why you know all the proceeds from the shoe from the toy from everything i do go to back like go back to like really good cancer awareness um fundraisers and all that that i know is actually going into what the money's supposed to be going you know into you know what i'm saying my aunt gave me the investment money and she died wow cancer. wow so i gotta keep this thing wow going. so the people that, that, that have the coincide this story is like yeah that's saying that's that super deep bro this cancer is eating up everything uh, listen yeah. the 427 on the back is uh the number my grandma's birthday right and she passed away from cancer in right. 17 so it was like yeah. I, I i experienced you know you death before but not like, like it was it was it was murder it was like you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But it was like cancer. It was like, what? Like, like what? You know what I mean? Especially when you're younger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, uh, my man JP, he was like my one of my biggest motivators. One of my homies that was just like, the homie that don't let you have a bad day. Like when you're having a bad day type boy. 
laugh. Laugh. And he had paper. He had papers because he was doing him. You know what I mean? He was doing right, this right. thing in the street or whatever. And other things too. You right. know what I'm saying? But he, he was always the boy that was like, hey, let's go up to New York. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm from Philly. So it's like coming to New York, it was literally come shopping, come party, and then you write back unless like you got some extra paper because like right. the rooms is crazy and it's right. expensive. You know what I'm saying? So. The only reasons I was in New York was because of him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he was the one that pushed me outside of the, my my outside of my box, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Took my art totally seriously, bought like my first pieces. You know what I mean? Cuz he had an apartment before all my other homies had apartments, you know what right. I'm saying? So he like, "Yo, I need a big joint here, him." Right. So, um the bear came about where it's though like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a abstract artist. I'm a contemporary artist. I can like kind of like Y'all maneuver, that, like, you know what I'm saying? So I was doing a lot of abstract art, and him and JP kind of knowing um, art, and he was a little bit uh, mentally above all of us, you know what I'm saying? We wearing Nike sweatsuits, he's wearing Ferragamo. So we the same age, though. So I'm just trying to let you, like, the level of bull, you know what I'm saying? That's my man. Right. Like, that's my man. And it's not, like, to the point where he, like, Man, I got Ferragamo. You got Nike. It's, it was more like this, just me. I can pay for it. Right. He, when you get, you know what I'm saying? If we ever go to Ferragamo, grab what you want. Right. But it wasn't like that wasn't my level. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, he was that type of person. So um, he was telling me the abstract art was dope. It was dope, he, but when I go to New York, I stay at these hotels. It's abstract art everywhere. That don't really say you. You right. know what I'm saying? I can't really, you know, who can, who can uh, you know, defer. He, he was like, I had a Nike sweatshirt on. He like, why you get that sweatshirt? I'm like, I don't know. It matched my sneaks. I like the logo. He like right, the logo. He like, you need a logo, bro. Right. So months after months after months of me just thinking in my head, like, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. But but <laughs> but <laughs> but he know what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh man. Right, because right. I'm thinking like I'm trying, st- about, I'm trying to stay as far as away from graffiti at that time as me. possible. Because I'm young, I'm black. And I'm doing art, so I wanted to kind of do the art that I seen in museums or seen in these big hotels, exactly. instead of kind of like organically like what I was around and what came to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, right. So, um, but Philly's a big art. It it, it is, but it ain't. It's like like all right, so like you know I used to I went to Dell State play. Okay, yeah, so all right, I all right, all right. Take the scepter all the way through the right, the right. So you see the abstract art in the culture. The roof of the coming from New Jersey, because I, I had to see it from a different perspective. Right, right. That I didn't even know was this many classic artists that painted. It's the biggest mural, the mural, mural city, city in the country. In the, in the country. And I was just like, okay, so, you know, if that that's this the biggest mural, why are we on here about this, this many abstract artists, this many muralists, this many in, uh, black? Because right. the city of brotherly love, you got to know that it's a lot of creators that's in that. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. So why don't we hear about? But see, I come up on you. I run up on you because I'm in the culture. So I gotta, right, right. I got to make sure I I tap in to right. at least know what's here. Right. But why don't we hear so much about artists and, and creators in this in this brand in, in, in your area? Um, I don't know. I mean, I had to get outside of Philadelphia so you so Philadelphia could kind of be like, oh boy, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because when you, when everybody can see you, they just like, oh, that's my man. Right. That's my man. Yeah, he do the crazy joint, whatever, whatever. But like, it's like I had to leave New York, going back to when JP passed away. Right. One of his biggest things was him. You gotta get up to New York. You know what I'm saying? People that's understand what you're doing up there. It's too many different type of people. Philly is only just us. 
You know what I'm saying? And then the other side of Philly, where it was like, you can't even get over there if you ain't got a certain amount of money to eat with these people or somebody that can bring you into these people. Just the, this, the whole world is like that. That's but, wild. you know what I'm saying? I had to leave Philly to start talking to New York people and trying to just like, you know, I started, we started partying out here. We started partying, he started busting bottles, you know what I'm saying? Right. Then the, the club owners is like, who this young boy down there going crazy? You know what I'm saying? He pushing it off on me. Oh, my man, he an artist. They automatically think, oh, he rap. You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing right. that you And then the conversation started getting. The vibe, like, I'm right. Philly boy. I, I can right. you with right. the rest of the crew that's coming from out here, coming up here trying to get a record. Exactly, so exactly. So I get that perspective. So what, like, the inspiration behind um, leaving Philadelphia took you here, and what made you want to, like, paint on, like, you like these museums. I mean, even, like, you've done Philadelphia, like, the... The airport, like yeah, I've the seen airport, that. Yeah. I've seen the collaborations that you've done with fashion and transition from to cars. Now you dealing with painting on, you know, doing your art on cars. Right. We met not even the art basil, just making sure you're relevant in that perspective. What what gives you your drive? What get, what gives you your drive? Shit, my drive, man. I mean, because I knew if I didn't really take this serious. And if my man didn't put all that energy into me and we ain't take all these trips and I wasn't sacrificing my ass, I know I'd be like, excuse my language, I'd be in a mix with the regular, regular niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to get out. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like hard to get out even when you got a talent like mine. You know what I'm saying? Or a talent where you can dunk on 50 dudes or you can catch any type of football or you just like you can rap or you know what I mean? Beyond that though, like you right. just a brain. Like you can create apps. You can, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's hard to even get around people who even understand what you're talking about if you in that mindset. You so know how what I'm saying? do you control your narrative when you're in that space? When you get to the place where you got those people listening to you, how do you control that wave to get to where you want to go now? First of all, first, when I when I get inside the space, I let them know that I'm not from the space. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just just so it's an understanding of like, just like we were talking about, I ain't never went to school for, yeah, for the good, art, but, but I done did school, all kinds of... It's, dog, for one, it's like some heavenly, it's like some spiritual type other stuff going on. You know what I mean? I can't really tap in and talk about it because I don't know. I all right, I don't. I, it's not to the point that I can't talk about it, but it's like it's hard to express it and okay. explain it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um, just give me an laws of attraction. Okay, I always talk crazy when I was like a young boy, not crazy, but like <laughs> dream big crazy oh, right. to the oh, point yeah, where. Listen. I, like one one of my uh, I was going back and forth or whatever with my wife or whatever, and she was telling me how crazy I used to talk because I forget now I'm in a blur. It's like I'm living it. Right. She was like, you used to always talk about just flying first class and just this this and that. You know what I mean? And it was at the time where it was like, yeah, right, first class. Right. Like, right. nigga, you ain't getting no first class. Put me anywhere in a plane. Right. If I get, I just gotta get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just little stuff like that. And when it's like, damn, you see yourself flying first class and you going to China, it's like. I was thinking I really about did. Miami. Right. I wasn't right. even right. thinking this big. You know what I'm saying? When you, see, when you get across waters, now you in a whole different. There's another ball. Yeah. The whole, this is a different yeah. ocean right here. Yeah. And you by yourself, and I've seen you done. You know, do collaborations in, with schools. You've done collaborations, yeah. and, and some of the art that I've got a chance to just just followed you is just such an inspirational situation. I got a young artist and my son that's sitting right there. My man. Attention. My and man. He's like, yo, I'm an artist. And I'm like, how do you know you're an artist? And then he. I think he got a drawing somewhere around here. Wow. They'll show it to you right now. Wow. He, he's drawing all... Well, if he said it, that's what it is. He's all morning. He told me... Because he could have he, he said anything. He told me that's what he does. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you wow. know, maybe, maybe one day... 
Oh wow, yeah, get, this is this is get, lit. We could get into a perspective where we got our kids. He got to come down to the studio. This is really dope, dog. Right, Keep cool, doing it, man. You are know, artist, and you said you're an artist. You're an artist, man. You said it. Sell us to him real quick. You know what I'm saying? So now we're going to now we're going to get to pricing. So what? So what? This collaboration. What do they go for? Like, if if I was to go, I'm not really a sneakerhead, but now I'm a sneakerhead because I know I got one of my homies that's doing it. Wow. So um, it's like I'm not really it, you know I'm, when I see brands I always went for brands that was like simplistic and they just had like a I was a Converse dude honestly just okay. because it's like my feet was too big to rock the pair of Jordans my mother wasn't paying too yeah, much yeah Jordans don't feel Jordans. good on me they don't feel good so I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna get some classic joints and I'm always running all the time from country to country town to town Right. and these joints they might be $40, $50 but I know if I put some spank on them it has some cool <laughs> jeans and a white tee I'm right. looking like uh, yeah. fresh meat for the ladies swag you know is, swag is so, priceless so, so those are the things that I see in perspective so where, where where can we see some of your work and where what, do you plan, what are your plans um, for your next art exhibits, some of the th- I seen you in Brooklyn just recently. What was that about? Brooklyn. I don't know. It was, was Brooklyn. like a. Uh, 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 I think it was like more like a. Uh, you was in Brooklyn. I just looked and seen. Oh oh oh! It was um uh, um beyond <laughs> the streets, beyond the streets. Yeah. What is what was yeah, that? Yeah, it like, was like bro. It's like this. It's like a, a whole building full of like the the world's um, best graffiti artists or like the. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, got, the world-renowned guys, kind of like, you know what I mean? So I had to go check that drawing out. It was crazy. Yeah, man. It was and, crazy. And, and, you know, also, you do stuff, a lot of stuff for the kids, man. And I, and I really, really like that community piece with because, you know, a lot of kids don't see that um, in their hard streets. They just controlling their, mm-hmm. their world is, is what they see, that hard living. And they see their parents working every single day. Yeah, and it's all take, 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 take. Take, 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 no give, no give. So, yeah. so what's, what's the next... Uh, and I see you do book give backs. You know oh yeah, every year, yeah, every, every year, year. turkey drives, turkey all drives. that. Turkey drives. I seen yeah. a few things that's happening, so that's why I really wanted to have you on the show. I appreciate that, that man. A lot of things and shed light on this brother, knowing that he gives back to his community that he lives in, he thrives in, and he supports. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, give a round of applause. Oh, thank you, man. Actually, actually, what we just did, we just uh, we just teamed up with StockX and uh, and Trey Day, the, okay. uh, the rapper Trey from Houston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's having like this huge. Um, um, it's called Trade Day, where he's like doing everything for the community. You know what I'm saying? And they auctioning them off for the kids, for different programs so and all I that. I thought so, that was yeah. in Chicago because you know that's why I say I seen that. that it was in Houston. It was in Houston. Houston. It was oh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah Trade cool. the Truth. So, trade the Truth. So, yeah. like I said, let everybody know where they can find you. you know um. Well, I'm on, you know, I'm on Instagram. You can find me in real life too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> but 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 my social my social platforms is uh Instagram is King Saladin. It's K I N G S A L A D E E N. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter. I, I think I have a Twitter page, but I'm not really frequent on there. Um, my website is www.kingsaladinart.com. Um, we doing all kinds of stuff, man. So we just dropped the toy. We just dropped the shoe. Right. Uh, Champion collab last year was I mean, was crazy. You know, I love Champion for the collaboration. It was crazy, had. man. It was you crazy. Know, I, I was supposed to get to that Philip Pline event that y'all did too. Oh that yeah, that was a crazy collab. Yeah, that was PCNY. With PCNY. Ooh, that was, yeah, that was. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't that know. was crazy. I couldn't. Dog, they had me at the. I couldn't listen. even get in. I'm just like, yo, my <laughs> people's put the job. I couldn't even get in, bro. It was. It was like downstairs. Man. It's dope that you know, say collab <laughs> with Champion too because you know, that's a hood classic. I'm saying, dog, a lot bro, of people bro. know you could afford Champion, bro. And Champions it right. Hoodies, they, what they doing the right now is legendary. Yeah. I seen somebody with a pair of sneakers on, like, yo, those are champions. And it's so crazy. We was in the meeting and I threw that out, and they, they, you know what I mean. Because I was like, yo, y'all gotta 
get shoes. Y'all gotta get shoes. You, you know see? what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was really dope because the first hoodies that I ever painted on was Champion because of the material. It was like okay. canvas. You know what I'm saying? It didn't yeah. like seep all the way through and all that. So when I got the call for like to do that, I was like, I was like, damn, this is deep. And it's just right. me going back to thinking like. It's bittersweet because my man was piping all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Him, you could be doing this. Him, you could be doing. And it's like now. And it's like, that, it's all right, so that means that means we got to do. I, I, I'm not going to speak this into existence, but right. I, I know that we doing content and we would like to do some form of docu or movie about that perspective. That was my vision because we do. Oh yeah, uh, you yeah. speak through. Oh, that'd be amazing, man. That's, and we're we working on all types me, of stuff. Me, cartoons me, I, and me oh, my man. idea was this like. Gonna have a JP money? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. My oh, idea yes. was you speaking in his voice and going on your own journey. Mm. I can speak in his voice too. He's the right. Yeah, he's like you could. Raps. Right. So this is, this is, this is, this is, we, we dream in color. And, and, and give me some inspiration that you would tell a kid that's in the inner city, in the hood, that's going through a hard. Hard day, hard week, hard month, hard year, mm. and how to get out of the hood from your perspective. What would you tell them to do? Man, you should have let me know this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have been thinking about this, John, because it's like I'm, I know how real it is. You know and what I mean? real, you know? I mean. um, but the first thing I say is, um, you know, automatically you know who's like your friend like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's good to just have solid, good homies around you, like somebody that you can't be the smartest boy in your crew, you know what I mean? Right. I say that one, um, unless you're just really on your game, you know what I mean? Right. And you got a big brother and a thorough big uncle and a dad and all that. But um, I just say just like to stay positive, man, you got to get into some type of a sport. That's what that's what saved me, you know what I'm saying? Sports. Right. Um, even if you into like music or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I think sports, like, it helps you with the world. It helps you like understand that it's, it's a team game out here, you know what I mean? It is. Like, I could be doing all this stuff by myself, well, I couldn't be doing all this stuff by myself when I got my team and it's like people focus on this and do you focus on this and do you focus on this and right. they all getting it. It's kind of like that's what that's what starts a YouTube, starts yeah. a Google, starts exactly. what y'all got going on. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like um, just like, I don't know, just persistent. You got to have some type of faith. You know what I mean? Listen to your parents. Like listen to them. Unless they telling you to do some crazy stuff, because there's right. some parents that's like, go Whoa. get that money, yeah, go get them cigarettes, right? I, right. I, I think, I, I think, I think this was this perspective. I heard um, my boy Beast Mode say this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Before he retired, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go, you know what I mean, la long lasting lifetime, you go with a team. You know what I'm saying? To. You go with family. So I, you know what I mean? I'll leave it on there. You know what I mean? And you know, just you know, if you have one word, you know, um, that you would you, you would describe what your, your grind is like. What would it be? Is, shoot, man, one, one word. One. Word. one. <laughs> Astronomical. Damn. And yo, that's we the biggest leave, word I could think of. We're we gonna leave oh, it I, right I, I there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I, said, I have no clue. Oh man, no clue. yo, yo, thanks for yo. Listen, man, clap it up for everybody. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Yo, this is, yo, control the narrative. You feel me? You dream in color. You already know what I say, man. If you don't have a job, create one. You know what I mean? You create brands. You know, I got a brand. I'm going to make sure I give this to my brother. And let him check that. it out. And, and I'm going to let JP chill here with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Word is bomb. You feel me? So, you feel yo, me? hey, Sunny boy, you feel me? You see how this works? 
Take a picture, you know what I mean? Look, he look, he already plotting on him right now. Look, look. No, but look, look, listen, look, look, I rest why I wrote on the back. I said, this is not a toy, this is a motivational figure. So so what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure, you know what I mean? I and congratulations on the new new bundle of joy. Oh, thank you. Your son. And like I said, this this is the whole thing that, you know, inspiration is the key. And you know, the whole mission about the network in, in, in controlling the narrative is that right. we gotta pass the pass to our next generation. You know totally, so, totally. So if you don't believe in passing the passing the torch, this is not the, this is not the place for you. Facts. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'm I, I appreciate you for coming. Thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you uh, for right having right me, here. man. And on that yeah, note, right here, we great, got great meet you. Did you? You feel me? Sure. We about to drop this right here. And we're gonna get up out of here. We're gonna get these pictures, and then you know, it's, it's time 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 to shine. Let's go. Let's get it, man. That was dope, y'all. Controlling narrative.